Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Talking about Jacob DeGrom and Aaron Judge. And I'm kind of over it. I was a lot more angry at 12 a.m. when we first did it. And by the way, in case you missed it, you can check it out on the free Odyssey app. And don't forget the podcast. Download them. Rate, review. Be positive, please. There's so much negativity out there. Anyway, we started the show talking about Jacob DeGrom. And, you know, just the fact that I'm over the whole idea of... Does he want to be back? And, you know, Billy Epler spoke yesterday, as did Brian Cashman. And, of, of course, the Grom and Judge come up. And they're going to be the focal points of this offseason until they sign, whether it's here or elsewhere. And, by the way, since when do we start in New York? Since when do we talk about free agents of that caliber? Aaron Judge, potentially the best player in the league. Jacob DeGrom, potentially the best pitcher in the league. Why don't we talk about free agents leaving New York? Usually the New York teams go and get the best free agents. So it's just different now and for different reasons. So first and foremost, Billy Epler, there was an update to where, you know, yesterday it was, or two days ago now it was, well, the Mets are prepared to make a substantial offer to Jacob deGrom. They haven't heard from his camp. Well, yesterday they heard from his camp, but there really wasn't much to it. Billy Epler says, uh, we have an idea of, you know, we think he feels like he might want to come back or we think he's interested somewhat in returning. But again, there really wasn't much to it. And I'm just tired of playing the game. The same old thing with DeGrom. And, you know, me hearing some of the crap that uh, you hear behind the scenes about does he want to be in New York? Is he happy here? Blah, 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 blah. And I don't think anybody knows exactly what is going on, but... I do think that if you do the math, 
know, DeGrom could easily have gone to the Mets and said, this is what I'm looking for, roughly. You know, give framework of the deal. Four years, five years, whatever it may be, at $42 million per. The Mets don't have an idea of what he's looking for as far as a deal goes. You know, what type of numbers are they talking about? And reportedly, the Mets might not want to go to a fourth year for DeGrom. Maybe they're happy at three years. And I'm assuming they assume it's going to be around the same price for Max Scherzer. Maybe they give him a similar deal. Take it or leave it type situation. Now, if you had to extend for the fourth year, would they do that? Push comes to shove. I'm not sure. But either way, I'm just so tired of the rhetoric with DeGrom. And nobody having a clue as to what he's going to do. I give the Mets credit because I think they're handling this the right way. Where the Mets as an organization say, hey, we want the player back. We're prepared to make a big offer for him. We don't know what he's thinking. We'll be in touch with him. We'll be in contact with him. He's going to test free agency, see what other offers are out there. We're still interested in the player. But now they kind of wait and see what goes on with Jacob deGrom. And we all wait to see if he wants to go elsewhere because you get the feeling that the Mets want him, which generally means they should be offering the most money. But does he want them? And does he want that? Or would he prefer to play elsewhere? As for Aaron Judge, it's kind of the opposite in that Aaron Judge wants to be a Yankee. Aaron Judge wanted to get locked up by the Yankees prior to the start of the season. He also did not want to be insulted with a $213 million offer when he clearly feels like he is a minimum $300 million player. And the Yankees, you know, went into the year without Judge under contract, and you know, it felt like there was maybe, I don't know if bad blood is too strong, but there were clearly, it wasn't the best of terms throughout the course of the year, especially after the Yankees leaked the amount. Well, now Judge has the hammer. Or gavel. And he's going to use it. And he'll wait to free agency officially, 5 o'clock on Thursday, and talk to other teams and get numbers, potentially, what you know a contract is going to look like elsewhere, what the offers may be. And the Yankees, because they didn't want to go all in to lock up their own guy initially and thought they were being cute and smart and trying to save and value judge at 213, and they were way off. Now, they're going to have to wait and see what the offers are. And then the question is not whether Judge wants them. It's whether they are going to be willing to go to the highest number, whatever that may be, to retain them. And if the Yankees are, then Judge is going to have to make a decision. You would assume he'd come. I mean, I would assume Judge would come back if all things are equal. But maybe they won't be equal. And why are we at a point where, A, it's even gotten here? The Yankees should have never let it get to this point. And, B, why are we concerned? When has this ever been the case? Crazy, isn't it? You know, with Cano, the Yankees felt strongly about a number that they wanted to give them. They weren't going to exceed that. The Mariners went out there and blew it out of the water. The Yankees said, all right, bye-bye, see you later. That was a different circumstance to me where this is clearly a player that the Yankees want to keep in Aaron Judge. When have we seen a player that the Yankees want to keep 
and yet worry that the Yankees are going to be the ones to offer the most money. That's crazy to me. It shouldn't even be a concern. Even if he hits the open market, it should still be, well, we're going to do whatever it takes to keep him here. Now, maybe they will. Brian Cashman has you know, put that on ownership, which is understandable. Cashman, I'm sure, and his front office are going to, and already do, I'm sure, have a number per year and length of terms that they'd be comfortable going for Judge, and I'm sure they'll recommend that to ownership, and then ownership's going to have to say, okay, well, what's it going to take to get it done? Maybe we'll go an extra year, whatever. But Cashman and his group will have a framework for it, and then they got to deal with the reality, whatever it may be, from Judge, where he finds out what the exact offer is going to be for him. And the point is, the Yankees, you don't feel like the Yankees are in a position of power here. They have screwed this up. And the thought of possibly losing Aaron Judge, and I admit, you know, yesterday I was saying, oh, maybe they'd be better off. And then I thought better of it. No, they wouldn't be better off. Because the Yankees shouldn't need to be in an either-or situation where it's either Judge or if he does walk, you know what, maybe there's some silver lining there where the Yankees go out there and build out the rest of a team and go get three or four players or whatever it may be for the cause of Aaron Judge. Well, why can't they have both? The Yankees used to have both. My have the, have the mighty fawn where the Yankees are unsure of bringing back their own homegrown, developed superstar. That's where you have an issue with them. So for me, the issue, and this is how we started the show, the issue was with DeGrom on the Mets side of things. And then Judge, I can't blame him. I blame the Yankees on their side of the thing. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I just got distracted looking up, watching, um, I guess, SportsCenter is on right now. And I saw the Evander Kane getting cut on the wrist with a skate blade. Ooh, that just freaked me out. That is gross. And you could see it on everybody's face. Oh, even talking about or thinking about it gets me weak in certain areas. Oh, that's just the thought of that. Nasty. He was taken to the hospital after being cut by a skate blade. Oh, man. Bleeding and then he's skating off the ice. That's just, that was horrific. I think I need to go home. But we talked about Judge and DeGrom. And then really what's next, and you get the feeling that both these teams are, you know, the Mets and Yanks waiting on at least some more information on DeGrom and Judge before they can maybe move on because these are significant dominoes to fall. And it does, you do get the sense that it is either or for both teams. I doubt it's going to be Trey Turner and Jacob DeGrom. I doubt it's going to be Aaron Judge and another big ticket item. I mean, they'd be lucky if they could afford to bring back Rizzo and Ben after Aaron Judge. 
and teams are going to have to get creative with making trades, both the Mets and the Yankees. And remember, too, while the Angels said that Shohei Otani would not be available prior to the season, you would assume, safe assumption, although you know what happens when you assume, but you would assume that the Angels aren't going to be good again. And then assume, well, if they're not good and they could get something of great value back for Shohei Otani before they just lose him for nothing to free agency at the end of the year, maybe they'd be willing to trade him. And in that event, both the Mets and Yankees need to be all in on trying to get Shohei Otani to New York. That'll be a big-time battle between those two teams because you know they're both going to be interested. Yankees probably have a lot more to give in the farm. You wonder, though, if the Angels maybe like somebody better in the Mets farm system. Who knows? And I also don't know what the price would be for Otani. I'm not sure exactly how you measure that. I'm not talking about finances as a free agent. I'm talking about trade-wise because you're getting him as a rental for a couple of months. I mean, is giving up your number one prospect or two of your top ten or whatever it may be to get him do- to get that deal done, is that worth it for a two-month rental? I'm not so sure it is, but as long as Otani is a possibility to be in play for New York, then both the Mets and Yanks have to keep their options open or at least know that, hey, we can't go. Hey, and whether that means giving Judge and others big contracts, Yankees can't take themselves out of the running for Otani. Trade-wise, they're not going to take themselves out of it, but I mean even signing him as a free agent next year. We discussed that. We talked a little bit about the Giants getting back to action. They'll be at home taking on the Texans on Sunday. You know, look, Giants have two games here that are very winnable the next two weeks with the Texans and Lions prior to that Thanksgiving Day game where they're taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Man, I just hope the Giants, there's something about them I don't trust 100%. I love Dable. I like Joe Shane a lot. I mean, it's going to take a while to see what he actually does as far as drafting and, you know, it, with multiple drafts, how he builds this roster out. But with Dable, we could see right away, he gets it. He is a stud. And while I believe in him, I still don't believe in the team overall just because of the talent. Now, I expect them to beat the Texans and Lions, but I don't feel 100% confident that they will. I expect it to happen. I think it'll happen, but I'm not confident saying, oh, yeah, I have no worries about the Giants. No, I have worries that at any moment, the clock could strike midnight. Because of the expectations coming in, and now obviously they've exceeded the expectations, and they should be a playoff team in the NFC, a weakened NFC, but still the Giants in a very tough division in the NFC East. I still think the Giants will make the playoffs, but I just don't trust them. I'm not sold. I don't have that feel, that gut feel that, oh, yeah, I have full faith and confidence in Daniel Jones and in these players to go out there and take care of business that they need to take care of with the Texans and Lions. Not there yet. But either way, it's been fun to watch this Giants team. And now coming off a bye, we'll see what they have in store. And hopefully they don't mess it up. Win these two games no matter what. That game on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys going to be a huge game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. You know, it's Sports Talk Radio. You guys call, we talk about sports and have some fun, and then eventually go home in about uh, 37 minutes or so. But who's counting? 877-337-6666. We've really touched on everything, and we'll do so again tonight. Although tonight, we have a basketball game to react to. Yesterday, we had the Rangers and Islanders. Islanders got the best of the Rangers. Tonight, we have the Nets and the Knicks. And obviously, the Nets are a mess in their own right. Well, what's going on with Kyrie Irving? Kyrie met with Adam Silver yesterday as they try to progress that issue and get Kyrie Irving back on the floor. But the Nets have issues on end off the floor this year. And, you know, the Knicks right now, not a very good team, but a 500 team. And this is a spot where the Knicks got to go beat the Nets. I know the Nets have more talent and KD is dangerous and all that stuff. The Knicks got to win this game. They're fully healthy. Randall, Barrett, Brunson, basically, the, you know, those guys versus KD as far as the star power goes. Now, KD is the best player by far. But with no Kyrie, the, the Knicks got to be able, if they can't win this game from Brooklyn, I mean, they're never going to be able to beat Brooklyn. And it doesn't really mean much, but at least it would be nice to keep little brother at bay with Brooklyn. And that's what they'll always be. 877-337-6666. Bobby calling from Brick, New Jersey. What's up, Bobby? Hey, Sal. How's it going, man? Big fan of Salicata. Well, thank Listen, you, Bobby. I, I, want to, uh, you, I want to talk about Doc Wilson and what my opinion is on how the Jets should handle him. I think that I think they could be winners and they could be a perennial playoff team with him. And as if, if we just rely on the run game for now, keep the ball out of his hands as much as, you know, as much as we can, like we did against Buffalo and progress and slowly progress him into being a throwing quarterback and put the game into his hands. But we have to be patient with him. We can't just, we can't just X him out immediately and move on to the next guy. I think he has potential, but let's let's keep the ball in the running back's hands and rely on the defense and then move slowly toward making him, uh, progressing him. What do you think about that? Well, I think eventually they're going to have to open it up a little bit more. I'm not saying get reckless. I Now, look, Bobby, I mean, if you listen to these shows, you should know by now over the last two weeks, 
I love Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is going to be a stud for this team. I think you look at, there are only a few quarterbacks in the league that you can look at and say, hey, this guy's got the potential to be a difference-making quarterback. There is not a lot of good quarterback play around the league. I believe Zach Wilson can be a difference-maker for this Jets team. Now, you don't want him to mess things up now, but you also don't want to keep him restricted to a point where you hurt his development. So it's, you know, they got to find the balance of a proper game plan, developing him along, but also being able to win football games. So I got to give, you know, you got to give LaFleur credit when they're able to execute that like they were against Buffalo. That's a good thing. Zach Wilson threw the football against Buffalo. Did he throw 40 times? No. Did he have to? No, he didn't because they ran it well, but he made plays through the air and big plays as well. I I agree. I agree. Uh, But, and I agree with what you're saying, but you can develop him. You don't have to develop him on Sunday. You can develop him on the practice field and at the facility, you know, film, all that kind of stuff. I just want to see on Sunday what I saw against Buffalo. I don't want to see what I saw against the Patriots. I don't want to see that. I want to see what I saw against Buffalo. And well, obviously, him, you don't you don't want him to throw the, the three interceptions and make poor decisions. But I, you know, he's going to learn from that. You need to see him be smart here. They've got weapons through the air, specifically Garrett Wilson, who's a stud. You know, they should be a run first team. Here's the deal: run the football until you have to throw it. If you can continue to run it and don't have to throw it, then just run it. I mean, it's a lot easier that way. But if another team is going to make you, like the Patriots did, throw the football, Zach Wilson's got to be better. And I do think he can get there. I look at Zach Wilson as a guy who can be a top quarterback in this league. And relatively soon. I mean, maybe by the end of the year. And we're going to find out. They At some point, they're going to have to open things up because you can't. They're not going to be able to run on everybody, especially without Brees Hall there. You know, not everybody's going to get run over like the Bills did, but we'll find out about Zach Wilson. I I agree, but it, they have to be patient. We we have to be patient with the kid. And you're right, Sal. He's he's intelligent. He could be, he he has the potential to be a stud. The game's a little bit fast for him now, but I think that down the road he he's going to be our guy. But patience is key because everybody wants to you know one bad game they want him out and move on to the next guy. We can't have that. But he's also not a game manager. And I feel like that's what you want him to be. And I've heard that from other people. And I've heard the comparisons to Mark Sanchez. He's a billion times better than Mark Sanchez ever was. Sanchez now was clutch. He didn't have to throw the ball at all. That was a ground and pound. Great defense, run the football. And then the one time Sanchez needed to make a big play, whether it was in Indy, in a po- in a playoff game, whatever it may be, he made a big throw. And, you know, he won some games for them for a couple years. But he wasn't very good. Zach Wilson is much more than a game manager. He is a potential weapon, and you got to let him play. you got to develop him. Now, you can do it slowly. You can do it behind the scenes, you know, during practice. You could also do it on Sundays. you got to get the in-game experience. And I think we're going to learn, you know, we learned a lot about him against Buffalo, although it was defense and running the football that was the primary reason for them winning that game. But we'll learn even more about how he bounces back and handles adversity against New England in Week 11 after the bye. Very true. That, that's that's going to be a key key game up there in, in New England. That's going to be key. And we'll, and you're right. We'll see what he has um, at, then. You know, against Belichick's defenses and all that kind of crazy stuff he runs. We'll see, we'll see where he how he develops. Well, and, and yeah, and come and coming off, Bobby. I appreciate the call and I appreciate the kind words. 
you, you, it's not just about you know going up against Belichick, but also coming off of that performance you know, last week against that Patriots team. Well, they had a win against Buffalo since then. Then they'll have the week off with the bye, so they'll have a couple of weeks to think about that. But it's a combination of the Patriots being the the beast in the East, and the Jets need to you know slay the dragon, so to speak, and at least get a win over them. And if they do, the Jets will have beaten every team in the AFC East, including themselves. But no, they'll have wins over Miami, Buffalo, and then New England. They got to get that game. It's an important game. And it's important that Zach Wilson plays well in that game. The the thing that would worry me, and this is why I'm so happy that Wilson made it through that game against the Bills without throwing an interception, because it it can start to snowball. You know, kind of like those parking tickets you get in the mail. You get one, you get another, and it's like, oh, and now you're really worried about, oh, God, I I can't get another one. And you get another one, it's like, oh, and then what? Then you're now you're doing, instead of doing, you know, 25, now you're doing 15. Because you can't have another one. Well, if Wilson, coming off those interceptions, threw another one against Buffalo, that not only would have the crowd calling for Mike White, but it would potentially have Zach Wilson, even though he's a confident kid, potentially have Zach Wilson losing his confidence and starting to doubt himself. And that is something that you cannot have under any circumstances. And it can snowball quickly in New England in a couple of weeks after the bye week where, let's say, Zach Wilson throws a pick. And then it's going to be, uh-oh, well, he just threw a bad pick. Here we go again against New England. And then you got to see that he can get out of it because you don't want it to go the wrong way and then turn into something more. Good snowball in the next game and then the game after that. Now, it's already something that was stopped. It very easily could have happened against Buffalo. Josh Allen, the Bills, lighting it up. Zach Wilson trying to keep the pace, aggressive with the football, throwing it down the field, interception. You know, throws another one. And then all of a sudden you start to think, hey, this kid is throwing, you know, five or six interceptions in the last two weeks. Something's got to give here. But he did a nice job making plays when he had to. And, again, that's the balance. It's not, oh, let's wait to see if Zach Wilson develops. It's more he is, you know, he's going to be asked to make some big plays. But they're a team that is built to play great defense and run the football. And then you have Wilson being able to still make some plays through the air, as he did in the win against Buffalo. You should not be trying to throw it 40 times. Unless you have to. And then usually you're in a bad spot if that's the case. But Wilson made the big throws when he had to and played a pretty clean game. I mean, outside of that fumble, the... The strip sack fumble, which you know he wasn't thrilled about after the game, but still, team able to pick him up, and and those things happen. He's going to make mistakes. I guess that's the point. He's going to make mistakes. You just have to be able to live with them for now, and then at some point it's going to become, hey, you got to limit those mistakes, and then eventually hope to clear them out altogether. 
Kenneth is calling from Westchester. What's up, Kenneth? Hey, how you doing? I'm a Steeler fan, to be honest with you, but I, I'm a New Yorker. I root for the Jets and I root for the Giants if they're not playing my team. And I, I like both teams. And I think that Zach Wilson, if you do an interception in Buffalo, should remain the quarterback for the rest of the season. They're six and, or they're, what are they, six and, uh, five and three now or six and three? No, six and three. Six and three. So they're, they're looking good. I mean, who expected the Jets and the Giants to have six wins right now? I mean, nobody did. And Zach Wilson is a big reason why the last couple of weeks they've been looking good. I mean, the Patriot game was a bad game. But besides that, he's been playing good since he's come well, back. But from the, Patriot, the Patriot game was the big game, and then people are doubting him, you know, because he hasn't been asked to do a ton. And thank you for the call. He hasn't been asked to do a ton. It's been running the football. It's been playing defense. And then the one game that they needed him to do a little bit more against New England, he made horrible decisions. They made terrible throws. And that is something that turned the fan base off to a level that I was uh, extremely surprised at. Hard to believe that Jeff fans, after just that one game, had seen enough of Zach Wilson and wanted to move on and find a different quarterback. And for this year, get a game manager in there so they don't have to worry about blowing a season where they have a good defense and they make the playoffs. I mean, for one game. One one lousy game with three interceptions. Now you can't do that again. I mean, it was terrible. But the Jets are six and three. And Wilson has been a part of that. Now he was hurt earlier on in the year, but he's come back and I think he's done a nice job outside of the New England game, which is why we say you fast forward to week eleven in New England. And it's going to be a huge test for Zach Wilson and Robert Sala. I mean, Sala could get take all the bows that he wants. My coach could beat up your head coach. Eh, whatever. Sala, and he's off to a very good start here. he keep the receipts and all that. If he doesn't beat Bill Belichick, he's going to have a problem. So he's got to prove himself, too. This is the... Regardless of how this season ends, this is the game that is going to be most important to the Jets, especially with this tough stretch coming up here. Out of the break. But they can't play New England again, you know, outside of the postseason. They're not going to play New England again until next year. You don't want to sit on another year, eight years, without beating this team. They've got to be able to go out there and finally, I mean, they're more talented. Not only is it a big game in the standings, of course, but it's a big game for Sala and Wilson and just the Jets organization to be able to beat, you know, beat Bill. Beat Bill and the Patriots for once. That would kind of, you know, we are talking about it yesterday, where the Jets have had some boxes checked this year. have a quality win, you know, win games on the road, uh, win division games. The the check of, or the box of beating New England is left unchecked for now. That would be the final, okay, check that box. Now we can move on and go out there, try to win the division, or at the very least just make the playoffs and go on a little bit of a run. But for now, I don't know how you could feel that without beating 
Belichick and the Patriots. 877-337-6666. Now remember, we're obviously caught up on discussing Zach Wilson because of the last couple of calls here, but we're talking about whatever it is that you want to discuss on this now Wednesday morning. We started the show talking about DeGrom and the Mets and the latest with free agency there. The Yankees as well. Shohei Otani, Ben Attendee. What are the Mets and Yanks going to do to get their ball clubs better this upcoming season? Plenty of different ways to go for each team. I mean, you get the sense the Mets are going to be spending big this offseason, whether it's to bring back their own or potentially going out there and bringing in a guy like Trey Turner, who his name has come up in the last couple of days as far as somebody that the Mets would be potentially interested in. You know, for the Yankees, it's just a matter of hoping, hoping. Think about that with the Yankees. They're hoping they can bring back Aaron Judge. And who knows? I mean, maybe Judge goes somewhere uh, somewhere else, gets blown away by an offer, and decides to bail. But the Yankees holding out hope that they could still be in the ballgame with Judge and you know make him a substantial offer that he's going to, that'll keep him in pinstripes for the rest of his career. But then from there, where do they go? Young guys, current guys. I doubt big-priced free agent guys. Seems like everything but. Yankees will make some trades. Yankees will call up plenty of people from the farm system. You know, I would expect Peraza is going to be the, right now, I would think he's going to be the shortstop. But getting big free agents, that's not going to be part of their plans. Or at least it doesn't seem that that will be the case. Basically going to be judge and then figure it out the rest via trade. Now, remember, they're kind of, I mean, center field is set with Bader. Assuming judge comes back and everybody wants Ben Attendee back in left field. Or it seems that way. Seems like everybody wants Rizzo back at first. I think you're going to get Peraza at short. Now, what does that mean for third? Connor Falefa, LeMayhew, Donaldson. And maybe they move LeMayhew to second and trade Glaber Torres. I mean, the Yankees are, you're pretty much looking at what their team is. They say they just needed to get healthy. Well, Ben Attendee would be a big part of that. Ben Attendee and LeMayhew, those two guys coming back healthy can be game changers for this Yankee team. LeMayhew's here under contract. Ben Attendee is not, but he would be a good fit. So you know, maybe the Yankees could bring them back. And that's what they're, it feels like, Based off of what we heard from Cashman and Boone, it feels like they think they're a lot closer than they really are and that they were blaming injury and that they want to run it back one more time. At least, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is like a four or five-year run it back thing. You never know with Brian Cashman and the Yankees. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. doing nothing other than talking to myself here for the last 
however many minutes trying to get through this final hour of the show. 877-337-66. I mean, am I giving the number out right? Let me just make sure. 877. This is right, right? 877-337-6666. That's the number to call and talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. And the world sports. And, you know, I know obviously yesterday was uh, election day and everybody out there voting and, and all caught up in that. And we try to provide some kind of escape from that if, you know, that's not your thing and talk sports all morning long, which is exactly what we've done since 12 a.m. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. Good morning, Hector. Sean, good morning. Hector, it's me and you till 5 o'clock. What do you got for me? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I got to say, I was a little uh, fascinated. I don't know if that's the right, right description, but I just couldn't believe that you, you finally hit where I've been with the ground. And I, I just couldn't believe it came on a day where Emperor actually said, yeah, you know, we've actually had some kind of contact with, you know, his camp, his agent, whatever. Like you said before, whatever camp you want to call it, his uh, kids' camp, whatever. Right. Well, I mean, you're right. So there were, you know, the, the first night or whatever it was that the Mets were ready to make a substantial offer to DeGrom, but they haven't talked to him or his camp. And then yesterday it was while well, they've been in contact, but there was really nothing to it. It was just that they were in contact, checking in, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, I've had it. I've had it with the back end. Like, enough already. Does he want to be here or does he not? I Just, just let let somebody make a decision and find out what's going on. Yeah, no, you know, when you were talking about that earlier, stuff, it, 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 you actually mentioned it too, but you mentioned it for something else. I thought about the the, the Jeter um, thing on drink champs, and one thing he said was when he was uh, became a free agent. He's like, listen, I told my agent, I told him I'm not going anywhere. You know, what I'm saying this is where I want to be. Just let's do the right thing. Right. Um, and even he said when they told him go out, and, and he's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. You know, what I'm saying so. Like when a player really wants to be somewhere they do let it be known I, I think most of the time um you know listen you asked me last night right as we were going what I would offer the government forget I think earlier today I think it was rich and, and I, I, I went in man I was gonna give in and say you know what if he wants to have more if it's the church thing having more give him 43 for three years right 43 per for Fine, what years. if he what if he wants four a fourth year. But, you know, I'm not giving them four. That's what I'm going to say. What they need to do is say, you know what? And, and like I said, I, I, think, I, I think it was rich. I, I, listen to them. I don't even know if I want to go as far as 43. Maybe I will only go as far as maybe 40 per. Mm. But at least to start, just say, you know what, Jake? We love you. We want nothing more than you to be here. But we can't force you to be here. This is what we have. Take it and leave it. And that's it. And step away. Put it on him. You know what? Do a cash with the judge if you have to. I don't care. At this point, like, that, that's just where I am. Yeah. Because, uh, it's a little different. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a tough thing, and I've gone back and forth, and maybe that's why I'm frustrated with it. I think the Mets yeah, could use the ground. You know, remember, we're also in a spot, Hector, where the, the, not only is there uncertainty – around DeGrom and how healthy he will be for the next year, three years, whatever it may be. But there's also uncertainty in what type of pitcher he's going to be. I know that he can be great, and I know that even his B game is better than most A games out there. 
but still, I I mean, are we getting definitively the great DeGrom? Do we trust that he's going to be able to stay healthy? There are so many factors that play in. Oh, and by the way, does he want to be here and is he going to be happy and all that? So there are so many factors that make it hard for me to just be like, yeah, I want him back and he was a great Met and they should give him whatever it takes to get him here. I'm I'm not in that camp. No, and that's what, and I think it was Linda that said, you know, you know, a, a B DeGrom is better than, than anybody, mm-hmm. any other pitcher. That's fine. But I don't want to pay A plus money for B B minus performance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I really don't want to do that. Well, that's then, the you key. Know, you you nailed the key point. You're paying for Ace Jacob. For the De, right. You're, well, you're paying for what the best version of Degrom is. If you're paying forty three million bucks or forty five million or whatever it is, you better be one of, if not the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, and you better be able to take that mound every fifth day. And I'm not, I can't say that with certainty he's going to be able to do it. Now, the alternative is not any good. There are no good alternatives that can match DeGrom's potential, and that's what makes it a, uh, a difficult situation. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, if you, if you take it in a vacuum, if you look at just DeGrom, absolutely not. There's really nobody else that I can touch him if he is healthy and able to go out there and make starts. You're right. But I can't say that just because we don't have the ground, you can't build the team. Like, the fact is, most of the time when he pitches, the Mets lose the game. Okay? The fact is that with him out most of this past season, they won 101 games. So they can be a good team. They can win games without him. Now, of course, if you have him, it helps. And then you go to the, uh, what everybody thought, oh, well, if you get to the playoffs in a short series and you have the ground in search of blah, 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 blah. And they but will be. Sure. I mean, they they will be. And thank you for the call, Hector. As always, appreciate you checking in. They will be a good team with or without Jacob DeGrom. They will be a good team. Joe is calling from Norwalk, Connecticut. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on, Sal? How are you? How are you, Joe? All right. Uh, just walked into work. Besides uh, well, that. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, besides that, what else are you going to do? <laughs> um, Got to pay the bills. For- <laughs> Someone's got it. Yeah, all right. Tell me about um, it. So, what are the percentages Judge stays in New York? Um, I, I'm I'm looking at it as a 1% chance that wow. he stays here. That low? Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, going back to the things that, like, Jake Arrieta said, you know. Yeah, I'm not worried about the fans booing him. I, Judge wants to be here. He understands what it means to be a Yankee and play in New York. I would be more worried about the Yankees not giving him the most money. That would be my primary yeah. concern. Yeah, the low ball offer that the Yankees are going to give him. I'm going to say 60-40 judge stays. 60-40 judge stays. Yeah. All right. You know, that's fair. I, I, it's just, I, I don't yeah, know. I don't know if I'm being a little bit homerish as far as, you know, New York or whatever. But, see, my thing is, this is the way I think it plays out, Joe, and I've been saying this consistently. I think the, I think there's another team, whether it's the Giants or whoever, there's going to be another team that is going to offer more money than the Yankees. And I don't, I don't know what that difference is going to be, but it's going to be up to Judge then to decide if he wants the most money or if he wants the Yankees, assuming that it's close. Yeah. You know, it's like within $20 million I'm talking about. If it's more yeah, than $20 he, million, he's taking the more money, I would think. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, like, Jeter took a little bit of a hometown discount to stay a Yankee. 
really before he hit free agency, they made him a sizable offer. And he was like, I want to be a Yankee because he knows what the pinstripes mean. Well, because of what they meant to him. And thank you for the call, Joe. Appreciate checking in. Good stuff. It's because of what they meant to him. Jeter wanted nothing more in life than to be the starting shortstop for the New York Yankees. That's all he ever wanted. And he had that. You know how rare that is? He didn't want to go anywhere else. Aaron Judge, while he, I'm sure, loves being a Yankee and probably doesn't want to really go anywhere else, he also has got to look out for himself. And if another team is going to pay him a lot more money, it, maybe there's a part of him that would be intrigued by playing at home in California. Uh, we're going to find out. But the Yankees had a chance to prevent this situation from getting to where it's at right now. And they didn't. And now they could be in some trouble. Lou is calling from New Haven, Connecticut. What's up, Lou? Hey, how are you? How are you, you guys are like way too much pressure on Wilson. I mean, I'm a New England fan, and we're going through the same thing with uh, Jones, and everybody's calling for Sappy because he had two good games. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 we're both both kids are defense. Judge, you guys have a great defense with a bunch of young guys. Our defense is finally hitting stride. So if the game next week comes down to Whoever's defense holds up and wins that game, and the loser of that game, unfortunately, their season is going to be over at that point. Are you ready? Are you ready for Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, that Jets defense to come into your house and eliminate you from playoff contention? And we can happen, Oh it's no, it's happen. happening, Lou. It's happening. Oh. The big and bad Bills came to MetLife. They got sent home. And thank you for the call, Lou. Guess what? The Jets are going to exact revenge on the New England Patriots once and for all. Robert Sala and the Jets are going to beat the New England Patriots in New England in week 11 off the bye week. They're going to be able to run the football on them. And guess what? If they're not, Zach Wilson is going to beat the Patriots through the air. The defense, obviously the key for the Jets. And if not for a horrible penalty, they would have beaten them the first time. Jets will go into New England and eliminate the Patriots from playoff contention. Essentially, they'll be 5-5. Five and five. Elmer's calling from Manhattan. What's up, Elmer? How you doing? Um, big, big fan, WFAN. Thank you. We um, love you. Thank you. I totally agree with you about Zach Wilson. I think he's, he's it. I, I think he's going to be great. Um, one thing... I'm very concerned about, and it happened in the Patriots game, is that on third down, we do not play up. We the 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 cornerbacks are way too far, and and the receivers they get those little slants, and and it's and it's over with, you know. First down, first down, and I just hope that in the next game against the Patriots, we uh, you know, we take care of that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, they got to be better on third down. And thank you for the call, Elmer. They got to protect the football. If they protect the football against New England and play defense the way that they're capable of playing defense, they will win that game. And I do think they're going to win that game. Sal is calling from Westchester. What's up, Sal? Hey, Sean. Good morning. Good morning, Sal. Ain't got much time. I uh, I just wanted to touch base on this Aaron Judge thing. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't know if you remember back in the 90s when Bernie Williams was a free agent. Yeah. I think that would have been more of a catastrophe if they would have let Bernie go than if they let Judge go. Well, I mean, why, as, why? Because Bernie won? I mean, uh, what's Judge is the better uh, player. Bernie, Bernie was part of the core four, bro. Mm-hmm. They, 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 the Yankees, even if they do something, they get some free agents, they win a World Series, they're not never going to win three or four or, or, or really be the best team every year. Houston's got more of a chance of that because they got all their homegrown kids. Well, that's what the Yankees are going to try. That's how you win championships. Well, that's what the Yankees are going to try to do. Agreed, Sal, and thank you for the call. But I'm not sure why you felt the need to bring up Bernie Williams. This is a different situation. And right now, many, many years removed from the Yankees dynasty, Aaron Judge is their best player. And you want to compare, say, well, if they lost Jeter or Bernie, it would hurt a lot more. All right, maybe, but... It's irrelevant. Right now, we're talking about the possibility of them losing their best player, the face of their franchise. The New York Yankees possibly losing their best player to a team that's going to outbid them in free agency. What world are we living in? One that I am going home in. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs, as always. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. We appreciate it, as always. See you again tomorrow. Back on at 2 a.m. tomorrow following the Knicks and Nets and Keith McPherson. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry that's coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.